Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 447, recorded live on Sunday, January 24th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who gave me a phone call yesterday at 11.45 a.m., Dave Pillay. Hi. The man who was at work at the time, Andy Lowe. Hi. Yep, that worked out very, very conveniently for us. Well, I was actually in the process of coming back home so we could record, you know. Oh, well, but so you didn't say that. I just said, Andy, is it okay if we put this off till tomorrow? And you said, I'm at work, which I took to mean, yes. Yes, no, that gave me a chance, you know, to keep doing stuff at work. But still, 11.45, Dave. Because that's when I, Andy, I messaged you about 45 seconds after the other person had called me. So, yes, it was short notice. It was also the most notice I could give you. Would you like to share with the class what you were up to? Character creation. Character creation. You didn't ask. I said it was time. I said it was what it was. It was time sensitive, yeah. but not critical. Yes. Character <laughs> creation means Pathfinder, Kate. We had a little bit of a, a bet going on this one. <laughs> Who won? We both thought you'd say Pathfinder, so there wasn't really a bet against that's, you. That's not a bet. <laughs> that's that's a. We think this can. This will be character creation. Yes. You are correct. Yep. Yeah, no, I was at work because uh, our phone system, uh, it's computer-based, and the uh, CRT monitor for it uh, was old because, you know, CRT monitor. And uh, we lost power in the control room, and so when the power came back on, the CRT monitor did not. Oh. So what happens when they've been on constantly for I don't know how many years? <laughs> how much burn-in was there? I couldn't tell because the monitor wouldn't come back on. <laughs> so I had to switch it out. The only problem is that um, it was on a stand up near the ceiling, and um, I couldn't get the cable through the uh, conduit that was in the wall. So I actually just had to, to literally cut the cable off of it. But I'm like, well, it's a CRT monitor that's not working. So yeah, I feel, pull it I feel off. justified cutting the cable. Since it was so old, it didn't even have the VGA connector on the monitor itself. What did it have? No, it's it's one of those, you know, you, the really old ones really were like built in with the VGA cable. Yes. That's how. Oh, it yeah. Yeah, that it, it wasn't actually a plug. The cable just came out of it. Yes. It was one of those. Wow. So I only could move, pull the cable one way through the conduit because I'm not going to stick the CRT monitor through the conduit. That wouldn't work. Yep. So I had to go the <laughs> other way. And that wasn't working. You couldn't get the cable head through. No. Ouch. So I had to cut the cable and pull it the other way. Yep. So now you just have a, a electric cable with one end? Uh, no, I uh, I put an LCD monitor up there and I kind of have the cable running, not through that conduit because that wasn't going to fit. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. The trials and tribulations of Andy Lowe at work. There's one more, though, that if you I was also working on. Okay. Battle Creek computer crashed. And we had uh, a phone interview that just finished with some celebrity. I think it was some American Idol person. Um, so you're using the term celebrity loosely. Well, they claimed it was a celebrity interview. I'm like, all right, I will work on this. Okay. Uh, it crashed before he could save the Adobe recording. Yeah. So all there was was just the, the temp file that you get. Yeah. Which normally Adobe can, you know, recover. This one, uh, Adobe couldn't recover. They tried opening it and nothing worked. Hmm. Uh, because the header for this file was actually about 60 lines of zeros. Oops. So I actually went in with the hex editor and rebuilt the, the header. header for a WAV file. <laughs> it was one of those things manually, I'm looking at it going like, I think this is theoretically possible, but I've never done it before. You manually built the header for a WAV file. Mm-hmm. Took my hex editor, opened the file, and just... I took another wave file that they had on there and basically like went one for one and then looked at other other people have written down and going, okay, the wave file header is this, then it this. It is this big. I had, had to kind of guess on the file size, so I just took one of our podcasts <laughs> and took the file length for an hour long there, and I'm like, it's got to be less than an hour, and told it to do that. So yeah, it, that was a fun Friday, but that took up all my time on Friday, so then I had to go back on Saturday and actually try and figure out why the computer crashed in the first place. Canonical wave file format, chunk ID, chunk size format, subchunk one ID, subchunk one size audio format, num channels, sample rate, byte rate. Block align bits per sample, subchunk two, subchunk two data. Yep. Cool. So yeah, so I was uh at work on Saturday trying yeah. to 
fix the stuff that I couldn't get to on Friday. Because you were rebuilding a wave file by hand. Mm-hmm. It's really funny and really awesome, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like an <laughs> IT level like unlock there. Yeah, like that's achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Used hex editor correctly. Hand-coded hex editor. <laughs> Well done, Andy. Well done. That's literally like one step up from actually doing ones and zeros. Yeah. I mean, it's just doing ones and zeros really quickly. Yeah. So yeah, so now we're here on a Sunday. Yay, Sunday recording. Cool, Sunday recording. We've got plenty of topics, things to talk about. Mm-hmm. A little disappointed you didn't ask me what character I built, but that's okay. I will survive. And it's we Pathfinder, can Dave. I just don't touch your Pathfinder stuff with a 10-foot pole. Is that like me and your baseball stuff and car stuff? Yeah. You wanted to run a Pathfinder game. I wanted to run a D&D-esque game. And Pathfinder yeah. was the easiest way because it was open source. Yeah. It's 3.5, so it was rules we all knew. So. How long ago was that? <laughs> I don't even know. Where is that file sitting? Let me look at my Google Drive. September 28th, 2013. Okay. So, you know, two and a half years. Hmm. You win some, you lose some. Uh, speaking of win and lose, mm-hmm. we have topics. And there are topics about people winning and losing. All right, what do we got? Uh, Apple and Samsung continues. I thought we had finished this. Well, evidently not. <laughs> uh, there was a recent court order banning the sale of Samsung's phones from 2012. <laughs> Samsung can no longer sell the Galaxy Nexus, the Galaxy S2, or the Galaxy S3. The Galaxy S3. Samsung wow. can no longer sell it in the U.S. Why were they fighting about this? It's a continuation of the same fight. Oh. Wow. Nothing like, you know, fighting over things that... Fo- I don't even know if you could even still buy a Galaxy S2 anywhere. Well, now you can't. How much was Galaxy S2 cost? Oh, you can buy it for $100 on eBay. Yep. The 16 gigabyte version is 280 Oh, sorry, Galaxy S3, though? Uh, I can get a used version for $85. So, yeah, it's no, that's... even cheaper. Yeah. That's the thing with technology. It's, you know, it, price goes up and then it goes down and down and down until it becomes really rare. And then it goes back up again for some things. Samsung still has a Galaxy S3 web page up. This is a bit silly. Yep. Oh, it comes with Android 4.0. Whoa. I don't know why they're still fighting about this. I mean, I know why they're still fighting about this. There's a lot of money that's involved as well as pride, as well as precedent. But God damn it, just let it be. Kate's just pointed out that her cell phone is still running Android 4.1. I don't even remember which one that is anymore. Uh, 4 is ice cream. So 4.1 was jelly bean? I think so. Uh, The victory seems largely symbolic. Samsung has used the occasion to rant against the U.S. copyright laws as it it believes are out of touch with technological development. They say that, but if someone were to try to do the same thing to them, I bet you they'd be screaming bloody murder. Yeah, probably. This is a violation of our intellectual property. They have no right to do this. Nothing like four-year-old phones. Woo! Hey, those phones predate your attempt at a Pathfinder game. Oh! No, you know what? That can't be right, because I swear I was still in Ann Arbor when you started it. Hold on, let me go through my Gmail. 2013 may have been the last time you touched it. Pathfinder. Play by email. Uh, 2018, 2012. After my grand failing of play by email D&D last time, I thought of trying it again. All right, so that was the second time. Play by 3.5 play by email intro. Uh, 7-19-2009. There we go. So yeah, there was the 2009 and then it disappeared and then came back in 2012 and disappeared. And now if, you know, it's any indicator, we probably should be having one coming up right about now. <laughs> it's a regular cycle. Yes. Of, hey, let's do this. Let's do it. And then no. Then, uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Guys, we should totally, no, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I get there and I'm like, I have a whole grand plan and everything. And then when it gets down to the nitty gritty, I'm like, oh, shit. Do you, do you just need help GMing? I don't know. Like, if you came up with this big plan, we could work together and run it for other people. <clears throat> I, no, I think I'm good. Okay. But you're thinking about it. 
while you're thinking about that, how about we think about this? Strategy games. When, <laughs> when someone talks about a strategy game, what games come to mind? Civ. Okay. That is a turn-based strategy game. Yes. What other games come to mind? Uh, Civ, Total War, um, Age of Empires. Mm-hmm. These are all indeed strategy games. Uh, as are things like uh, Transport Tycoon. Oh, yeah. Or StarCraft, Command and Conquer. True. Right? These are all strategy. And in fact, uh, there is strategy involved in MOBA games. So League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm. How do you build your character as you go? Yeah. Where do you go? How do you play? It's a lot more tactics-focused than strategy-focused, but it is still some strategy. Well, a group took a bunch of games and mapped them on a high strategy versus low strategy, high excitement versus low excitement. Okay, I'm not going to agree with where they put Hearthstone in there, but... Well, uh, is, okay, no, yes, it is, it is low strategy. Yeah, there's a lot of RNG, especially in the tavern brawls, which are literally just RNG. Yeah, and medium excitement is is pretty good. Yeah, true. So they noticed that there there is this kind of border where there is nothing. If you go on this diagonal, they plotted all these out, and the top right quadrant, the high excitement, high strategy, is empty. Like, totally empty. Well, completely. it's hard to have a lot of strategy and a lot of excitement at the same time. Right, because you need to think about what you're doing for strategy, but that yes. means that things take time, so it's not as exciting. No. But like it's Democracy 3, there's a lot of planning in that one. It's not a lot of excitement. I have not yet played Democracy 3. I did watch someone play it. Ooh, I set up... A plan to give vouchers for heating to poor people. Yep. Ooh, it's exciting. What an exciting game. <laughs> I reshuffle the cabinet. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talk about it. Yeah. So I what do you do in that game? game? I set policy? Yeah, no, it's it's fun to set the policy to see what happens, but I would not want to watch somebody play that for the life of me. You could have, like, the golf announcers go. He's currently sitting with a $14 billion deficit. He's studying the fiscal plan for the next year. Oh, he's decided to lower luxury tax. Ooh, that's not a that's, good choice. That's going to hurt him. It's going to hurt gonna him. Hurt him. So what have they, where, where is the, uh, what have they found from this chart? I, I don't know that they have found anything besides the fact that there is this, uh, what they labeled the cognitive threshold, where post that line, games just aren't going to do well. Well, now you see those, I'm looking on this list and I find stuff that are fun, each of the easy fun, balanced fun, and hard fun. Mm-hmm. They're all, yeah, they're, they're all fun. They're all games. They're all games. It's Yeah, but there's a difference between playing Transport Tycoon and playing Europa Universalis. Yeah. One is, I will take things as they come and just kind of mess around and do stuff. And bad choices don't necessarily have terrible, terrible consequences. The other is, I'm going to spend 45 minutes for a single turn debating and planning and setting policy. Or what we call late-stage civilization with Dave. Ouch. Am I wrong? Yes. There's a reason why none of our Civ games really go that far. You are indeed wrong, because mostly when we play Civ, I am not the one at the... I'm not the last one to move. Uh, give and take. Give and take. We should play Civ again soon. What I actually really want to try out at some point is uh, naval action. Naval action? Think. Of, remember how there was the pirate ships in Assassin's Creed Black Flag? Nope. Oh. Never played it. Oh. Well, there was a bit of a naval aspect to Black Flag. Mm-hmm. You know, you actually had sea battles and such. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, it basically takes, like, uh, what the difference between Forza and uh, Burnout was. Burnout was Black Flag Forza, where you actually, you know, could adjust your camber and all that other fun stuff. This is what naval action is going to be. Okay. You started talking about car games. I kind of tuned out. Sorry. The, uh, naval action would be a high strategy game, because it's more of a simulation of naval warfare during the sailing but, ship era. But you just have a ship. Yeah. How high strategy you have a ship? Well, yes, but no, it's a, it's a simulation of, you know, the, the wind, speed, and yeah. all that other fun stuff. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. You have a ship. If it were command a fleet, that I'd, I'd call that strategy. But you have a ship. 
Are you saying a dual map is not a strategy? If you had 1v1 in StarCraft, that's not strategy? You are still controlling many, many units. You are still setting plans for... Honestly, I still think StarCraft is much more of a tactics game than a strategy game. But even so, you are still setting some form of strategy. I will attack them in this fashion. I will build ranged units as opposed to short-range units so that I can hit them from a distance. I will counter by doing such and such. I will build a base over here. When you're dealing with a, a single unit, you are dealing with tactics. Yeah, I could okay, I could see that. It's kind of like chess where you if you start to memorize the the opening gambits, you know, he's oh, he's playing, you know, the the wild russian open. Okay, I have to counter that with the the you know, the Markov defense sort of thing. <laughs> I maybe I don't know. I'm just making uh, I also do know that moves. like League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm are really also more tactics focused. There is an element of strategy in them, which is what I called out earlier, like how do you build your character? How are you leveling them over time? What is your plan? Are you going to go tank based? Are you going to go range DPS based? That sort of thing. Yeah, but once you're actually in the middle of the match, it's all tactics, it's all positioning, yeah, yeah. it's all okay. Well you're you're following the strategy you set. Yeah. You are using tactics to implement your strategy. So if in this naval combat one, it's like, do you want a frigate versus a, a sloop versus something else? That's There are elements of strategy there. Well, having not played the game, I can't really tell you. It's one of the things that I was interested in, and we'll have to look into the future now that it's actually out on Steam. Yep, 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 yep. So other Apple news. Sorry to go back a step. No, go for it. Apple uh, might be facing... A back tax bill of $8 billion. Woo! The U.S. government finally stepping in and saying, you know, you you can't actually do that. Uh, No, this one's actually the European Union. Oh! (laughs) Well then. Uh, The European Union contends that Apple's corporate arrangement in Ireland allowed it to calculate profits using a more favorable accounting method and uh, calculated its tax bill using lower operating costs. So, um... Its foreign tax rate is about 1.8%. If the commission decides to enforce a tougher accounting standard, Apple may owe taxes at a 12.5% rate on $64.1 billion in profit generated from 2004 to 2012. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. What is it? Nothing is certain but death and taxes? Well, now the taxes aren't even certain because they... They were, oh, yeah, no, we put it in Ireland and used their tax rulings of, you know. Yeah, well, my point is, like, they, they were trying to evade taxes. Yes, yes, they were. And you can't. It will catch up to you. What's really funny, though, is the Senate Finance Committee asked the administration and the Treasury Secretary to make sure that European regulators won't impose retroactive penalties like those that would hit Apple. Which, no, I have a feeling that, you know, if it was a U.S. citizen and it was U.S. taxes, if you owe back taxes, the government is going to want its cut. Yeah. The IRS does not play around. And all of a sudden, you know, European Union says this to Apple and suddenly the Senate Finance Committee says, hey, you know, we probably should tell them not to do that. (laughs) Well, I mean, the U.S. just wants their cut. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's... Like, it's a well, U.S. company in the European, you know, they don't want all this money to disappear to the European Union. We yeah. want our money instead. Yeah. This is it, this was brought up in the uh, Demon and Freedom books, and it's something that actually does kind of worry me is we are approaching the death of nations because companies are spanning multiple countries. Yes. So you say Apple is an American company. Why? Because its headquarters is in California. Isn't its headquarters in Ireland? Yes, that is technically correct. Well, it's just the fact that Wendy's bought Tim Hortons and moved their head... Well, technically, what? Tim Hortons technically bought Wendy's? Yeah, something like that. Just so they could go move to claim that they are a Canadian company and not have to pay as much taxes? Yep. You saw the death of nationalism, though, with the formation of the European Union. That's that's just a given right there. I don't know if that's the death of nationalism. It's just they're accepting there's a greater nation. Yeah, well, then you can If you go ask a German and say, what are you? They will say, I am German. They will not say, I am European. True. I feel like we're a little bit of an oddball, though, with how big of a country we are. We are a huge country. Because we're 50 smaller countries that work together. That was the crazy thing about the United States. 
But no, this is it's just like eight billion in back taxes. Jeez. Yeah. The question then also becomes who gets that money then? The European Union. The European Union gets that money. And where does that money go then? Uh, to the budget of the European Union. Does the European Union even have a budget? I'm sure they do. They have administrative costs. True. Very true. It all goes to Greece. Because <laughs> that's a brilliant idea. They're the ones who need it right now. True. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of legal issues going on and tax issues going on. So it's yeah. worth pointing out, it is the end of January or approaching the end of January. So your tax forms should be coming. Yay. Yep. If you haven't gotten them already. We, um, well, we're not going to get ours till probably the deadline in February. Yeah. I have a lot of, um, not a lot. I have a few places that are like, we'll get them to you February 12th. Damn it. <laughs> we'll get you, we'll get them to you when we're legally required to get them to you. Yeah. We actually got our first one in the mail though the other day. So first nice. tax form has arrived. Well done. I can probably print out my student loans tax form, so that's probably two. The reason I bring this up, however, is because there's a new tool provided by the IRS to pay your taxes online. Now, if you use tax prep software, you've been able to do this for some time. Yes. But if you don't, the IRS has opened the utility to actually pay your taxes online. The really cool piece of it is not that you can pay your taxes online. It's that you can pay your quarterlies online. Oh, so if you are not familiar with quarterlies, if you are self-employed, there is no one to withhold your taxes. No. So the IRS requests that you send them an estimate quarter of your tax every quarter of the year. So every three months you send in some money. And it's a pain in the ass because you have to fill out a form and open an envelope and put it in and mail it. It's not that much of a pain in the ass, but in this day and age, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Mailing anything is a pain in the ass. It really sucks when we still have people that we're required to either mail things to or fax them to. We're like, really? We have to fax things to you? It's like, give, give us an email address. We'll scan it as a PDF and we'll email it to you. None of this having to, you know, have a separate phone line just for the fax machine. But yeah, people are people. So that's a, a new utility. It's out there. It's kind of fun. Now, this doesn't do any of the calculations for you, though, right? You still got to probably just... I haven't used it yet, so I don't know. But I assume, yeah, it's just a, like... Submit your money. You may also still have to mail in the actual tax forms. Probably. Oh, what else we got tax government-wise? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, State of the Union was previously last week. Oh, that's what so too is. Yeah, State of the Union. I'm like, did Andy really screw up spelling POTUS or something? No, no. The State of the Union. Yes. Yeah, in his final state of the union because he can't get elected again nope he wanted to uh let's see what is he let's get his quote here uh in the coming years we should build on that progress by providing pre-k for all offering every student the hands-on computer science and math classes that make them job ready on day one and we should recruit and support more great teachers for our kids so right in the middle there offering every student the hands-on computer science and math classes that make them job ready on day one hmm I don't know if you need, you know, heavy-duty computer science classes for everybody. Not everyone has to be a programmer. No. Does everyone have to be computer literate? Yes. Yes. So I'll go that far with him. I'll say, yes, everybody needs, you know, this is Word. This is Excel. If need be, this This is is a keyboard. This is a file structure. This is a mouse. See, but the thing is, I... This is Excel, this is Word, this is, that actually leads to problems in the future. How so? If computers are mystery boxes that things just happen, people don't understand what happens when they go wrong. It is easy to terrify them, it is easy to scam them, it is easy to dupe them. This is an operating system. This is a file. This is a command. That's more helpful. Okay, so I work in radio. Yeah. Which is a technology that's having an 877 number dial me. That's not right. Sorry. Um, I work in radio, which is a technology that's been around a while. So the people who work in the industry have also been around a while. Yeah. Most of the people there, you're like, you, you, we, you need to know at least, okay, this is a file. This is what you need to use, you know. This is how you input fields into a PDF sort of thing. It's just... 
we need to get at least that base first before I can even agree to, you know, this is a command line. This is an operating system. It's but people if, need to learn how to touch type for goodness sakes. Yes. Before we even go even one step up, we need to at least get the lowest common denominator up to at least being able to use a computer and not, you know, realize the reason why your password isn't working is because you have caps lock on. I would like to point out I have people who are computer veterans who make that mistake. They've been using computers for longer than I've been alive, and they still make that mistake. Do they realize it on their own, though? Not usually. Oh. I mean, well, I, I can't say that. Of the times I notice it, no, they never fix it on their own. I don't know how many people notice it and fix it. I'm only going to see the ones who don't notice it. I I don't know. I just have a feeling that, you know, computer science classes for everybody is one step too far. Computer programming, yes. One step too far. Computer science, definitely too far. But understanding the basic concepts in a computer, I don't think is too far. Sorry, that 877 number that I just got? Yeah. Um, let me... I sorry, I just have to speaking of um, you know, preparing yourself for attacks. This is let me just read to you what the voicemail they just left me is. Yeah. I repeat one yada yada phone number. Thank you. This call is in regards to the security software we installed on your computer last year. Now we see a red flag on our uh getting there a s- 6.30, big giant, please call this number. Thank you. This calls in regard to the security software we installed on the computer last year. It's, it repeats itself. Yeah. <laughs> there is a red flag on the security software we installed on your computer last year. Did I want to install... know who the hell gave him my phone number. Did you install security system last year? Andy, you might have a red flag. That sounds bad. The time somebody called me up and they're like, oh, I'm from Dell and we realize there's a problem in your computer. And I go, oh, which one? Can you give me a system tag? Uh, oh, hold on. Let me put you on hold. And then they hung up on me. <laughs> That's cute. I love watching the videos of the people fucking with uh, scammers like that. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the site. Hang on. Let me go get my brother. He knows a lot more about computers than I do. And then he'll just, like, put the phone down and wait for, like, five minutes and come back and be like, hi. Yeah, I don't know what he wants. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? All right, let me get him back for you. And then puts the phone down. And, like, they just keep them there for for an hour. All right, what about instead of computer science, more of just a being secure? Uh, it's computer literacy is yeah, really what it is. Computer literacy and security and then maybe science if people are interested yeah. in that. Computer literacy, but that computer literacy is not here's how to use Microsoft Word. Computer literacy is at least... But our society is moving away from actually understanding what's under the hood. I mean, for goodness sakes, I went to the auto show last week. Yep. You open the hood and there is no joke, a plastic cover over everything. Before it was, you know, just sometimes there was the oil cap, but sometimes even now there's not even a frickin' like place to pour oil into the thing without removing the plastic cover. We've come to a society now where it's magic it's, black boxes. Right, and that's the bad thing. That's what yes. we should avoid, which is why we should have a computer literacy course that is more than just, here's Microsoft Word. <laughs> I am agreeing with you, Andy. <laughs> We gotta change society and as a whole. Uh, God, I'm going around in circles now. Yeah, one step at a time. Yeah. Do you know how you change society as a whole? Very carefully and very slowly. Yes. Similar to how you send something up to space. I guess it's not really slow. It's very careful. Oh, there's there's it's slow because there's lots of testing and double checking and triple checking and waiting to make sure, you know, everything's right. Yeah, but once it's actually moving, it's moving very, very, very fast. Yes. So SpaceX. Yes. Run by Elon Musk as the competitor that we talked about, Blue Origin, which is run by Jeff Bezos. So Amazon versus Tesla. Elon Musk was he started out as eBay. Twitter. Or was it Twitter? I think Elon Musk was Twitter. Where did he start out? Uh, PayPal. PayPal, that's what it is. Yeah, PayPal. Uh, so anyway, they, it, it's, it's PayPal money versus Amazon money. And Elon Musk has been doing SpaceX and got ships up to orbit and landed one of them. And now they are working on doing it again so that they can send it back up. Yeah, no, this last one they they tried because this was launched out of California where they didn't have rights to land it on land. So they did the barge? They did the barge. And it fell over. 
it landed and basically one of the landing struts just didn't lock into place. That's what happened. It fell over. Yeah. It someone, was like 99% there. If something, you know, had Someone just, came up with a really fun design, which is that as the rocket is coming down, four pylons go up at the corners of the barge with ropes that then squeeze the rocket. To what, like catch it in a net? Well, to catch it between the ropes so that it just stays there. Ah, it's not actually that bad. Yeah, it would be really cheap as compared to, like, building more of these rockets. Yeah. It's like, if you can get it close to vertical, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, there's probably some engineering issues of, like, weight and torque and tension in there, but, you know, whatever. Blue Origin, however, has gotten a rocket to space and then landed it, and then got that same rocket back to space. Oh, good. Now, there's a huge difference, as Jeff Bezos is, or Elon Musk, rather, is more than happy to point out, between getting to space and getting to orbit. Yes. The Soviets got to space first, we got to orbit first, as far as manned spaceflight. It's very easy to shoot something straight up. Yeah, no, they basically shot it straight up and then came straight back down again, right? Yeah. It's way harder to shoot something up and to the side so that it enters an orbit. But Blue Origin relaunched a spacecraft. SpaceX needs to step up the game. Well, they almost got two of them. That's what I'm going to say. They got like 1.9. Yeah. But it's really so, yeah, cool so that Blue it's Origin happening. Though, like... Falcon 9 did not. Almost yep. did, but didn't. Almost did. Almost but almost also cost them, like, several, probably tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars. Hey, well, technically, they did the primary mission. The primary mission was to get the, the Jason satellite into orbit correctly at the right time. Yeah. And they did that, no problem. So they consider the mission 100% success. Yes. It was just far more expensive than they wanted it to be. Yes. It was a success. I don't deny that. But they lost the rocket. I have a feeling, though, that for these first couple of launches, they kind of, I have a feeling they've probably budgeted in the fact that they're going to lose the rocket. I hope so. Otherwise, that's going to be a really nasty, nasty quarterly. Like, uh, we are several million dollars in the hole. Why? Our rockets blew up. Son of a bitch. That's what rockets do. Yep. Oh, did you see any snow, by the way, from this giant winter storm that probably missed all of us? Uh, I don't know. Our windows in the apartment are uh, covered with blinds. I'm Andy, you would have seen it. It's on the East, Co- East Coast now. Well, I've seen the pictures of all the snow. You know, people snow here and snow there. I have not looked outside our own window, though. Kate is currently wandering over to the window, though. And it looks no different than it did before this massive storm. Yeah. So we are also now checking on our spider plants. <laughs> hey, those things are resilient, man. Spider plants? Yeah. Yep. Also supposedly good for the atmosphere, according to NASA. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, NASA, let's see, spider plant. No, not spiders on drugs. Spider robot, no. Spider web, no. Spider plant, yes. NASA clean air study. Uh, removes formaldehyde and xylene and toluene from the air. But it is toxic to... No, it's non-toxic. Okay, <clears throat> good. Supposedly, some of the best ones are uh, peace lilies, uh, English ivy. This is for removing toxins from the air? Yes. Okay. Yeah, peace lily is one of the best ones. So Plus, it's a lily, so they look good. Okay. So, speaking of space, Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars Episode Eight is getting pushed back. Oh, no! How far? Seven months. Okay. It was supposed it was, to... It was rather ambitious to put them where they had them. Well, um, Disney insiders say that um, they pushed back the release of Star Wars Episode Eight because of how well Star Wars Episode Devin, Seven did uh, around Christmas. So they want to put the other one around Christmas? Yes. So you know what other movie is also opening on December 15th, 2017? What other movies? Uh, Ready Player One. Really? Yes, Ready Player One is supposed to open... On December 15th. Of 2017. 2017, yes. So almost two years from now. Yeah. So, yeah, Disney announced that, you know, we're going to Except Star that, Wars. like, all they know is who is directing it. Episode 8? No, Ready Player One. Yeah, it's just Steven Spielberg. Yep. So they have two years they, to get they that have, done. Ooh, they have a, a um, rumor of who's playing Sorrento. Ooh. Ben Mendelsohn. Mm. What did he do? He did a lot of TV, but nothing big that I can see. He was in Farscape. 
for an episode. So Pirates of the Caribbean is now going to take Star Wars's old release date because they're still doing Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Wait, what? Really? They're doing another Pirates of the Caribbean movie, yes. Wow. Yep. Wow. So um, how big Star Wars is, uh, within minutes of the Star Wars and Pirates of the Caribbean announcement, Sony uh, started moving some of their release dates around. (laughs) This is a cascade effect. It's one of those things where it's like, I guess everybody in the movie industry, no surprise, knows that Star Wars is big. Like, shit, 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 shit. Move everything. Move all the things. (laughs) Just... Clear out that weekend. God, play, putting yeah, Ready Player One's gonna have to move. That's that's God. It's Spielberg though. That's mm, but it's Star Wars. That's, I don't know. Ready Player One doesn't have to move. Really? How how many people are gonna go see two movies that weekend and have it not be two Star Wars movies? Uh, I don't know. Most people will go see one movie, and that movie will be Star Wars. Star Wars, probably. Yeah. But hmm, the the really kind of interesting part though is that a Ernest Klein would probably rather his movie be pushed back if it meant Star Wars. Uh, and B, isn't it the same group of people who would go see those movies? Yeah, but I have a feeling they're not going to go see both of them. Hmm. So what yeah, other news we not. got here? Um, that's a good question. Microsoft and the future. Do you want to talk about the whole lens? Well, I was, I was going to talk about the support. Oh. That well, Microsoft says new CPUs will require Windows 10. I assume they don't mean all new CPUs. Well, the latest cycles from Intel and AMD are going to require Windows 10. And by that, they mean you won't be able to use Windows 7? Yes. Lame. So if I get the new Skylake processors, I cannot run older versions of Windows on them. Now, you can, it just won't run necessarily well, and it won't be optimized, and they won't support it, right? Microsoft will publish a list of specific new devices that will support uh, running Windows 7 and Windows 8.1. That support will run for a period of 18 months until July 17, 2017, after which those customers will be expected to upgrade to Windows 10. So yeah, Windows 7 is going to be um, continue to receive updates till 2020, but it seems after 2017, you're not going to be able to, to get any new hardware to run those Windows 7 boxes. But I don't like Windows 10. Oh well. HoloLens. HoloLens. Okay, so better news. Better news. We actually got some details on the HoloLens. Okay. Um, let's see. They added a battery. They, well, it's going to be wireless only. There will be no cables. Good. So there is no wired option for it. It's only Wi-Fi and Bluetooth for communications. Okay. Uh, any application that can currently run on Windows 10 will run natively out of the box on the HoloLens. Okay. Uh, battery I, life. I don't know what that part means as far as, like, my games run on Windows 10. What will they look like on the HoloLens? Well, field of view is similar to a 15-inch monitor about two feet away from your face. Okay. So it would just be like having a Windows desktop that's 15 inches. So a laptop screen. Laptop screen is about 15 inches. Put it two feet away from your face. Okay. It's not huge, but it's it's big enough. Yeah. Battery life, uh, somewhere between 2.5 hours when pushing it to its limits and 5.5 hours under normal usage. So it's hard to know what they mean by pushing it to its limits. How much processing will be done on the glasses as opposed to somewhere else? I have a feeling that it's going to be mainly all in the glasses. Do you think it's going to be self-contained? That's what I'm thinking. That it's not like, this isn't an accessory, this is the computer? I was under the impression this was just like an accessory, it was an add-on, similar to the uh, Oculus. I don't know, it'd actually have to... There was a video, but no surprise, has been removed by the user. (laughs) Uh, you can link two HoloLenses together to share an experience. That's cool. The devices also do not have to be in the same room and can share the link over the internet. That's also cool. Oh, man, that's that's the, the sit and watch a movie thing together all over again. Yes, because there's nothing like watching a movie on a 15-inch screen. Two feet from your face. That's not bad. That's what, four hand lengths for me? One, two, three, four. All right, so that's currently how far I'm currently sitting away from my desktop monitor. And 15 inches, this is what, 20, 22? 23, sorry. So 6, 
12, 14, 15. It's not bad. Right. It's not I'm great. A, I have a friend at work who, though, has a policy of anytime someone says it's not bad, that if you have to extend the second word, that it really is, or the third word. <laughs> so it's not bad means it's bad. It's not that hairy. Right. It's not that unedible. Inedible. It's only mostly inedible. <laughs> So last bit of Microsoft news. Yeah. They are releasing an educational version of Minecraft. Oh, yeah, I saw that. How is it edu- Like, what did they do to change it to be educational? Do you have to solve math problems to chop down a tree? Uh, let's see. In the mapping feature, so individuals in a class can find their way through a world as part of a lesson, adding an in-game camera so users can record their activities during a session, giving teachers the capability to lock resources for their students. Library of lesson plans will be available for teachers at the launch of Minecraft Educational Edition. While applications seem almost limitless from STEM to arts and poetry. It will still be a game, something that kids are interested in using, but with classroom applications. So I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. We will have to wait and see. I always, not always, I wonder every so often if I should actually just try Minecraft. I, I'm, I'm fine without it. Yeah? I mean, you never got into Terraria either. No. It was, yeah. How much is it? And is it ever on sale? What, Minecraft? Or yeah. Probably. I'd open up Steam, but then we would kill the recording. Oh, uh, Minecraft isn't on Steam. Oh. 27 bucks. 27 bucks, hmm. 26.95 to be exact. Oh, uh, I asked if, um, <laughs> does Minecraft ever go on sale? Somebody asked, and um, said, nope, the only times I recall it being different prices were in Alpha, in Beta, and when Notch got married, it was two for one. <laughs> That's cute. That's really cute. That's adorable. So beyond that, nope, it's going to be 27 bucks. All right. So you actually posted a topic about baseball. I did. Are You're you welcome. okay? Are you feeling okay? I need help. I, they're, they're outside the door right now. Send help. <laughs> I posted a topic about baseball that Andy didn't. Do you know how exciting that is to me that I found this? Now, of course, I, I posted it because it wasn't the baseball thing. It was the impact that it potentially had on other things like sports and, and, well, other sports. I guess baseball is technically a sport. Uh, But a lot of sports broadcasters do this really, really, really nasty, stupid thing where if you live in a certain area, they don't let you see certain games. Yeah, it's a regional blackout. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, I want to watch my teams no matter where I am, even if I'm in the area of my team. Well, the idea behind that is, which you can probably guess the logic behind that is, if you can just sit at home and watch the game, quote-unquote, for free, then why would you even go to the games, and therefore the teams aren't going to sell any tickets and not sell any concessions and not make any money at the stadium because everybody's at home watching it on TV. Because there's plenty of people who will want to actually go and see the game. But that's the idea behind the regional blackouts. and it's stupid. It made a lot of sense when it was just the local broadcaster broadcasting the game, where, you know, if the game didn't sell enough tickets, the broadcaster was not allowed to broadcast it. So then people would have to actually go to the game and see it. But now it's, for goodness sakes, I'm out here in Kalamazoo. I am, what, two and a half hours away from Tiger Stadium? You're not about to just drive down there on a Saturday. No. And yet MLB has it locked for us, which is also kind of funny because they also, uh, I found out, have the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox also blocked for me because I'm about 200 miles away from Chicago. Yep. You live too close to both of them. Yes. Well, there was a court case and it was settled before it even got started. So for five years from now, the Major League Baseball has promised to offer single team packages for watching games online. Single team subscriptions will start at $85? Yeah. We pay... (laughs) I'm looking up at the board right now. We pay, what, $79 for our current cable package? Which includes Fox Sports Detroit, which carries almost all of the Detroit Tigers games. Unless they're region locked. No, no, no. Because it's... Oh, that's just for the local? Yeah, they are the um, they are the flagship station for the Tigers, so they are allowed to always broadcast. But that defeats the whole purpose! 
those are the rules, man. I don't make up the rules. I just literally have to live by them. Oh, my God. All right. So for you, it would be cheaper to just say fuck it and buy the whole cable package. Yes. Buy the whole. Ca- now, if I wanted to watch the Cubs, granted, they're WGN. So that's a whole nother rule because WGN is the flagship station for the Cubs. <laughs> Um, if I wanted to watch the White Sox, there we go. There's one. If I wanted to watch the White Sox, it took me a second there. You, you could pay $85 per season. Yes, to watch the White Sox because I am not in the region with my cable subscription because my cable subscription is actually technically in a Grand Rapids area, yep. which is far enough away from Chicago that they don't carry the White Sox. Yeah. I think it's like Fox Sports Chicago. Now, here's like the that. question. If you pay the $85, can you get that prorated for the game when they play the Tigers since you're going to be able to see that anyway? No, no, I will not. <laughs> they do play each other, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. They are in the same league and division. Okay. I, I don't know the rules in baseball of like who plays who when. You have to play X number of games against teams in your own division and X number of games against teams in your own league. And then every once in a while, they have crossover games where the National League plays the American League. But those are not guaranteed. But there are guaranteed number of games against the White Sox and the Indians and the Twins. Shoot, I should know these. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, LastPass has a vulnerability. Oh, that's not good. No. Um, whenever LastPass sessions expire when the user is browsing the web, LastPass shows the notifications injected into that web page. Okay. And then the subsequent login page and the two-factor authentication code, if enabled, are also displayed in that same way. Oh. So if you ran a simple web injection attack while, you know, your LastPass uh, was in the, um, you know... Okay, so uh, if you go to a website that has cross-site scripting attacks uh, vulnerable to it, you could use a bug to log them out of their lost or their LastPass account. And then since it's a cross-site scripting, you could basically create a fake LastPass login screen, inject that into the website. They'll type their stuff in there, and then you can just get their information. Okay, so very, very close to a man in the middle. You force them to disconnect. Yes. And then present a fake login screen. Yes. Okay. So he's basically saying easy. It's a it's a simple attack, and so you know, um, if you ever you know get signed out, just sign back in with the actual desktop application rather than yeah. How long before LastPass disables this? Like that seems like it would be a really easy fix, temporary fix to just turn off the site injection piece. Let's see if he's actually contacted. Uh, his current break only works with Chrome browsers, as Firefox and other browsers show the LastPass login screens via browser-specific pop-ups. Yeah. So this is just a Chrome uh, attack right now. I wonder if there's an update about what le- what uh, LastPass uh, has fixed it or not. But yeah, no. So yeah, that's for a company that's all about security. That's a that's a big that's a big no-no. Yep. LastPass was notified. Uh, they can confirm it's an attack, but not a vulnerability. In LastPass, I mean, they they're actually correct. It's not a vulnerability. So what is it then? Uh, it's user stupidity. But it would look real, so it's kind of hard to... It, it's still LastPass's problem. Yes. They need to fix that. Uh, speaking of security and cryptography, California has uh, introduced a bill that will require sm- smartphone vendors to be able to decrypt users' phones on demand from law enforcement, i.e. put a manufacturer backdoor into your cell phone. Uh, no, please. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, yes, you know, law enforcement should be able to uh, decrypt things if needed, but don't put a backdoor in there. No, thank you. You put, you put any access in there, somebody's going to figure out how to use it. Yeah. Once you have a back door, you might as well not have a lock. Yes. It's silly and stupid. Yep. Oh, other bad password have been released. Yeah, the list of, like, common passwords. Yep, Splash Data has released their fifth annual list of the top 25 most common passwords. Dave, have you not pulled up the site yet? I have not, because I'm looking through this to see if I can find it. Is this one of the new ones? All right, so... Refresh, refresh. okay. Try and give me a... Password. Password is number two. Admin. Same as last year. What was the next one? Admin. Admin. Not on the list. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five is number five. One, 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 one. One, 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 one. There's six ones is number 14. Ah, the most popular password. Think six digits, Dave. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes. Okay. Number three was one through eight. 
Number four was QWERTY. Number five was one, two, three, four, five. Number six was one through nine. Number seven was football. Number eight was one through four. Number nine was one through seven. Number 10 was baseball. <laughs> newcomer on the, there is a newcomer on the list, though. Yeah. Number 11 is welcome. Wow. So here's, here's a fun one. Ready? Yes. One QAZ at WSX, all in caps, three EDC. Um, I probably wouldn't because number 15 on the list. Yep. One QAZ, two WSX. Oh, that's almost the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but mine was at capital W, capital S, capital X. Yeah, but if now, you know, one QAZ, two WSX is on the list, people yeah. are probably going to use yeah. and add variations I actually, I don't on recommend that. that password. It's a really good um, password for, like, debugging and testing because it meets all the criteria. Like, it has one cap. It has uh, at least one symbol. It's not a word. It's not consecutive. Yeah, it's got a number in there, too. So, yeah, yeah no, that's a good one. But for testing. It's a really bad one for an actual password. <laughs> Since it's now a variation on that is number 15 on the list. Wow. Uh, other Base- new ones? Baseball and football on the list. I don't get that. I don't know. Uh, Dragon is on the list. Master, Monkey, Let Me In, Login, Princess, Solo. Quirty Up. Quirty Up, yep. Password with a zero instead of an O. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. One, two, three, four, five, six. Still How are there number even- one places that allow that as a password yeah there should just be a password blacklist and just say no just take the top 25 of the last three four five years or heck just take all of them if you appeared on the top 25 list over the last five years your password is not valid no i'm sorry please choose another (laughs) as you enter it did you know your password is one of the 25 most commonly used passwords don't use this password If you are using this password in any other website, we suggest you change it now. Oh, oh. Do you have anything else on there you want to talk about, or should we just go to the randoms? Uh, let's hit the randoms. Okay. I'm randoms it is. Dave, it is your random review. Mini Metro! Mini Metro, a game that I have on but Steam. Have not played. Have it actually installed as well, but have really? not played. Yes. Oh, man. Mini Metro is this fantastic little... Zen relaxation game. Uh, you get a city, and you don't build the city. This is not SimCity. You, all you see is the, the outline of the city, like the land versus water areas, and stops appear. Metro stations appear. Subway stations appear. And your job is to connect them to lines. So you make a line that connects various stops, and you watch... As the little metro car goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it carries passengers. And the passengers all have a destination they want to get to. So there may be passengers at the circle station who want to go to the triangle station. And so you have to give them a route to go from circle to triangle. That's it. That is the game. You just keep getting more and more stations. And you also get more metro cars and lines. Some of the maps have uh, interesting little quirks, like there's a, a map for a city in Japan, and I can't remember if it's Tokyo or Osaka, but it has the Japanese bullet train, the Shinkansen, Ooh. so it moves way faster, and every every week when you get your next uh, set, you can choose to either get one bullet train or two normal trains. Ooh. It's a really fun game to just kind of relax to and sit back and watch all the pretty cars and colors go across the screen. It also has outputs, which is that after you lose the map, you can say, uh, create a GIF of the map of my playthrough. So here, Andy, I will send one to you. Dave has just sent me a GIF. Yes, that was the London map. Oh, yep, because there's the Thames. Yeah, no, I can recognize that. And so you just get to watch and see how the Metro evolves over time. So how do you lose, or how do you win? Uh, There is no win, at least none that I'm aware of. You go until you lose, although there is also an endless mode where they just say, you will never lose. You lose if people have to wait at the station for too long. Ah, So each station has a capacity, and if the station gets over capacity, if there are too many people waiting for the train then they start getting angry, and it starts filling up this little meter, and if that meter ever reaches full, you lose. 
Gotcha. So here's Melbourne. Also, crossing water requires a special resource. So you have to take care when you have stations on the other side of a river. Some of your trains look silly. Yes. <laughs> hmm. It's a great game. It's really fun. It's very small and very easy to pick up. I recommend it. How much is it? Because I think I got it with a humble bundle. Uh, it's like 15 bucks. Uh, $10. 10 bucks. I got it as a gift. Cousa gave it to me. Ah. Evidently, he knows the guys who developed it. I think that's also where I got mine. From Cousa? Yeah, let me... Yeah. No, yeah, his Steam name is not... Yeah, there we go. He received a gift copy of the game Metro Mini Metro. There's where I got it from. There you go. Yeah, you it was should... on my wish list at some point, so I thought I either yeah. got it through a humble bundle or no, Cousin no, got it for Cousin me. got it for you, because he's oh, awesome God. like that. Yeah. Yeah, you should totally play it. It's a great game. I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah. Not today, but I will take a look at it. Okay. It's also a very small game. Like, it's, it's there's just not a lot there. Well, system requirements, Windows XP is your yeah. first indicator. Not a lot there, but in a good way. Space. It, it really could be a mobile game. Well, if you look at their blog, the Dino Polo Club devlog. Yeah. Various mock-ups for Mini Metro's 16x9 iPhone UI. Yeah, it really could be a mobile game. Yeah. Tinkering with mobile builds. Yeah. So a mobile version is on its... Which I could see that, you know, just to... I, there are a few little, like, quirks that I wasn't a huge fan of in the game. Uh, they did some weird stuff with whether or not the passenger gets on the train. It's not always the most efficient. Really? Yeah, which kind of sucks. But, you know, it's, you deal with it. Well, then. I'll have to they try it out. Ten bucks. 80,000 units sold. Not bad. Cool. All right. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Mm-hmm. What character in DuckTales would taste the best barbecued? Um, This is slightly disturbing. Oh, so duck. You don't usually barbecue duck. How do you normally cook duck? I always thought it was kind of barbecued. I mean, you, you, it's, it's poultry, but essentially it's like all dark meat. Yeah, it's a very Asian thing to uh, barbecue a duck, it looks like. Okay. Like, usually you, you bake it or broil it. Hosin barbecue duck recipe. I guess you could grill it. You could grill a duck. If you can grill a turkey, you can grill a duck. Yes. How to barbecue a whole duck. What are the non-duck characters in DuckTales? Just to, just so we can get that out of the way. I know there's the Beagle Brothers, which would be dog. How long it's been since I've seen DuckTales. I mean, and you, you were sitting in front of the computer. I know, and I'm pulling it up right now. List of DuckTale characters. Uh, I believe Mrs. Beakley would probably taste the best. Yeah, she seems like a very stuffed duck. Oh, there's there's one other. There's a, like, really, uh, what was his name? There's, like, a morbidly obese duck. I don't know. Well, I know for a second it's not going to be Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck? Too scrawny? Well, that's also, what, half robot? Oh, that's, no, that's just, a. it's an armor that goes uh, on. Did you never watch the show? I must have, but uh, Mrs. Crackshell, I think, is what you're looking for. No. no it's a right. male no. male duck with, like, a fox hat. I don't remember his name. Boys, Magic Under Spell, Black Peach, Murloc, Bichon, Phantom Bolt, El Capitan, Armstrong. Now I've got the theme song stuck in my head. Yeah, I know that started going through my head as soon as I said DuckTales. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan. I've never actually had duck, so I don't know what it would taste like. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's pretty tasty. I hate when websites put up a... Click here to log in and see more. I don't want to log in. I, I don't know. I don't know what duck tastes like. I don't know what... How... Yeah, what type of barbecue would be. Oh, 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 the guy with the handkerchief. Guy with the handkerchief. I think. The neckerchief? Doofus. Doofus duck. Go do a search. D-O-O-F-U-S. Yeah, Doofus, Doofus Drake. Doofus Drake? Okay, yep, that would probably, I mean, just judging by the fact that animals with a lot of fat content usually taste better, that's probably the one. (laughs) Followed by Mrs. Beakley, followed by Launchpad. Launchpad, you get, like, the most bang for your buck, or the most bang for your duck. Uh, That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>